Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. You know what this is? This is Donald Trump waving the white flag in Georgia. He has now told the judge there, Scott McAfee, that he is not going to take his case or try to take his case to federal court in front of Judge Jones. I'll tell you why in a minute. He's just content to stay with Judge McAfee for his trial, which is going to be in the probably first quarter of 2024 as part of 19 trials that Judge McAfee is presiding over for Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis's um, criminal RICO racketeering organized crime case with Donald Trump at the middle. See, we always thought that Donald Trump would at least make an effort to get out from under state court and how fast that's moving. That's like a meat grinder in the hands of Fawny Willis on one side of the handle and Scott McAfee, the judge, frankly, on the other, churning and burning through all sorts of settings and dates. I mean, there's a trial in about three weeks of two of the 19, uh, one being um, a uh, Ken Chesborough and the other being uh, Sidney Powell, two of Donald Trump's lawyers. I mean, he'll get to see that trial. So we always thought he wanted to hightail it over to federal court, maybe take the case with him. But Do- Donald Trump, A, won't pass up an opportunity to try to brown nose a judge because he wrote in the paper that just got filed, I'm staying here, judge, because we have a lot of faith that we'll get justice and due process with you presiding over it. Okay, let's unpack that and tell the real story. Donald Trump has seen the ghost of Christmas future, and he doesn't want to go there. Federal Judge Jones is the gatekeeper in Georgia for anybody trying to get out of Scott McAfee's courtroom and get over to federal court. So far, two have tried, right? (laughs) And Donald Trump would be the third. It's like Mad Max. Two men enter, no man leaves. First man that tried to enter was Mark Meadows, chief of staff. All right, we figured he had a 50-50 shot at maybe pulling that off. Former chief of staff arguing that he's a federal officer, arguing that he was within the rights and duties of, of his responsibilities as that federal officer and that he had federal defenses. That's what you have to prove to get what's called federal officer removal. 
Mark Meadows even testified on his own behalf. We were aghast. We, we never saw that coming because that could be a waiver of his Fifth Amendment rights in the case. Certainly anything that he says under oath, Fawny Willis and Jack Smith, the special counsel or special prosecutor could use against them. So he's not that foolish, is he? he? He wouldn't risk it all for that. He did. And he probably perjured himself along the way. And Judge Jones, in a very good opinion that's up on appeal now with the 11th Circuit, said, yeah, you're a federal officer, but everything that you did that's alleged to the indictment is clearly outside the scope of your job description as chief of staff. Good day, sir. Uh, go back to state court where you belong. Now, that's up on appeal with the 11th Circuit. But the three-judge panel of the 11th Circuit that Mark Meadows has pulled are all either Obama or Biden appointees, and there is no way he's going to be winning that appeal. So next up into the steel cage match of the federal court with Judge Jones is Jeff Clark. Jeff Clark, number five associate attorney general, maybe was attorney general for 10 minutes the last four days of the administration, um, also indicted, of course, in Georgia. He argues, I was attorney general. Uh, or assistant or deputy attorney general. I was involved with election interference. So the letters I wrote to interfere were part of my job description. And he didn't even testify, even though he had the burden of proof to, to prove this. He didn't even bother showing up. He just sent in, he literally phoned it in. He just sent in pieces of paper with his name on the bottom that he signed and an, and an expert opinion. The judge took a took, look at the pieces of paper and said, where's, where, where's the party? Where's Mr. Clark? And uh, he hasn't ruled yet. But based on our reporting of what happened at that hearing, Jeff Clark's going to lose and he's going to have to go back to state court as well. So Donald Trump is watching this, right? And he's watching Jones, who's who's not favorable to any of these federal uh, defenses or federal arguments. And uh, Donald Trump's got to remember, and at least his lawyers do, that as recently as this past summer in May, at the top of the summer, he tried to take, Donald Trump tried this trick before, right? And it failed miserably in front of billions of people watching. He he is prosecuted. People might forget because we haven't talked about it in a while. He's prosecuted in, in Manhattan by the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for the Stormy Daniels hush money cover-up affair business record fraud in New York. He wanted to get away from Judge Mershon. A judge who's a very good judge, excellent judge, used to be in the Manhattan DA's office, didn't like Judge Mershon for whatever reason, because he doesn't like him and he thinks he's a Democrat and he's going to vote against him or he's going to rule against him. And so he he did two things. He tried to disqualify Judge Mershon. That sounds familiar. That's right. That's right in the playbook for Donald Trump. That failed. And then he tried to take the case under federal removal um, authority over to federal court. And he got assigned randomly a judge from the Clinton administration, Judge Hellerstein. And Judge Hellerstein, you know, stroked his chin and reviewed the papers and held a hearing. And then he, then he wrote a 30-page decision outlining why all of the crimes that Donald Trump is alleged to have committed couldn't possibly be part of his job description as a federal officer, right? He even said in there at one point, and I paraphrase, Having an affair, a sexual affair, and covering up is not part of your job duties, constitutionally or otherwise, as president of the United States. Donald Trump already saw that. And I assume knowing that he pulled somebody who's probably 
got the same sentimentality, if you will, as Judge Hellerstein, that he that Donald Trump would not only fail, he wouldn't testify in front of him, so there wouldn't be any evidence. He wouldn't really be able to submit affidavits. It would be left with lawyer argument. And I presume the new argument, the new lawyer for, for Donald Trump said, you know what happened up in New York when Judge Hellerstein wrote that 30-page opinion of, uh, describing how you were outside the scope of your presidency? He's going to do it again. This Judge Jones is going to do it again. That's not good for us. You know, let's just stay here with, with the judge that we know, Judge McAfee. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non-negotiable. I know in my own life when I don't get enough sleep, not only am I irritable and grouchy, but my performance in work or in life suffers greatly. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam's Dream Powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I've personally tried Beam Dream, and it lived up to the hype. First off, it was delicious and just a lovely nighttime routine. And secondly, and most importantly, it helped me fall asleep and stay asleep. The next day, I woke up ready and eager to take on all life's challenges and tasks. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash legalaf and use code legalaf at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash legalaf and use code legalaf for up to 40% off. You know, the reason people might be wondering, why are they even trying to go to federal court? One of it was delay. Although you see federal courts are moving kind of more rapidly now anyway. Like Judge Chutkin set the trial for the Jack Smith sprawling election interference case and all that to be to start in March, right? First quarter 2024. Um, so that's happening. So you're not going to really get that. And then the other thought process was maybe the jury pool was a little more expansive because you know, Atlanta is very blue, but, you know, it's very blue whether you expand it or not. It's it's a democratic city, um, and it, it's unlikely that he's going to get many Trumpers in there. That was the second thought. Third thought was he would have some sort of federal defenses and arguments, including this maybe the supremacy clause of the Constitution and other immunity clauses, immunity defenses, and that would be better handled through the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta also, and then maybe straight to the Supreme Court. But the, but the reality of that is the 11th Circuit has not been kind to Donald Trump. They rejected all of his appeals and almost laughed his lawyers out of court. Two different panels of the 11th Circuit 
um, in the Mar-a-Lago case. He has not done well at the 11th Circuit in any of his arguments or any of his election cases. And frankly, even though, you know, it's MAGA right-wing appointed judges on the Supreme Court, they don't generally side with Donald Trump on executive privilege or, you know, his presidency or his presidential powers at all either. So he's got to think, well, what am I getting? I'm not going to win. Jones is going to write a terrible opinion about me. It's it's going to set bad precedent for the future. The 11th Circuit hasn't been kind to me either. And the Supremes are at, at best unreliable. I assume this is at least the thought process by the lawyers for Donald Trump, if not Donald Trump himself. And so he figured, let me get a little mileage out of stroking the judge, which is what he literally, not literally, sorry, that sounds gross, figuratively did in telling the judge, we'll stay with you, you're honorable, you'll do the right job, I can get justice with you. Now, that's until Judge McAfee makes a ruling that Donald Trump doesn't like. Because right now, it's a little bit up in the air as to when Donald Trump and which batch he's going to be in for the for the trials led by Fonnie Willis. We know two of the 19 are going in like three weeks. But the other 17, the judges said, you're not trying them all together, uh, Miss Willis. I appreciate the earnestness of being ready for trial, but I can't handle it logistically. So you need to come back to me with a plan. So Fawny hasn't yet. She's gotten one thing. She's gotten her anonymous jury to protect them from Donald Trump, but she doesn't know yet when. She hasn't proposed yet when Donald Trump would go. I assume it'll be in the first batch in the first quarter Maybe she tries to slide it into February, but she hasn't approached the judge on that yet. I assume she's going to try to do, you know, five, five, you know, and whatever's left over, like three batches. I don't think she tries Donald Trump by himself. I think it's Donald Trump and she'll handpick a couple of other people. Maybe it's Trump. Let, let, think of this. Think of this combination. Think of this table in a restaurant. Donald Trump. Rudy Giuliani. Oh, this this would this would be classic. And then she pulls like another crazy to sit next to them as well and puts that little team of that little ball of sunshine together in front of a jury in in Atlanta. She is being strategic about who she's going to argue should be tried together in one batch. And then watch Donald Trump try to squirm his way. I don't want to be with Rudy. I want to be with my I want to pick my own and one of these fake electors maybe who I don't know, something like that. That's what's going to happen. Uh, but we're not there yet. And so where we are right now is Donald Trump, as of today, is not going to take any steps. He's waving the white flag. He's going to stay in state court. He's going to stay with Judge McAfee. He'll start criticizing Judge McAfee as soon as he doesn't like the ruling and start attacking him. Although, I don't know, a white 30-something-year-old Federalist Society Republican-appointed judge sounds a lot like Judge Cannon in a pair of pants, but um, the judge down in, uh, in Florida. But as of right now, on Legal AF and the leaders of Legal AF, me and Ben Mycellus and Karen Friedman Ignifilo, we've had admiring things to say about Scott McAfee as a brand new judge. He runs a tight ship. He makes decisions quickly, but with intellectual honesty and intellectual heft. Um, doesn't seem to be at all infused with any political leanings one way or the other. I mean, he was the chief Boy Scout for the state of Georgia. He was the, uh, the the inspector general for the state. And he's not a Trumpian. He's a Kempian. He was appointed by, uh, by uh, Kemp, uh, the governor of Georgia, who's no fan or friend of Donald Trump. 
Again, I'm not praising Kemp. I know people are like, but Kemp's terrible. He is on policy. But on a couple of things, he's been on the right side of justice. He stopped the attempted impeachment and removal of Fawny Willis by refusing to call a special session of the of the Congress of the uh, House of of Georgia. That's a good thing. And um uh you know, he's done other stuff that's you know, so far, you know, including testifying against Donald Trump in these cases. So let's put him aside for another hot take. Takeaway here is Donald Trump is stuck with the rest. It'll be up to Phony Willis to figure out who's going to be his seatmates at, at, and at what table during a future trial in front of Scott McAfee that's going to take place sometime in 2024. We'll follow it on the Midas Touch Network right where you're watching. Help them get to 2 million free subscribers. Click the button. And you'll get all our content uh, uninterrupted. Un, uh, if you um, help them get there, the bigger that network becomes, grassroots as it is, the louder your voice becomes, the more it resonates. And if you like what I'm doing, leave me a thumbs up here. It helps with the algorithm and the ratings, whatever whatever that is. And if you and uh, you can follow me at MS Popak on all social media and on my uh, podcast that I co-anchor on Wednesdays and Saturdays called Legal AF. It is what you think. It's only one place exclusively on the Midas Touch Network. Watch us on Wednesdays and Saturdays. We put together five or six of stories right here at the intersection of U.S. law and politics and present it and analyze it to you. But we do it, you know, two at a time with another co-anchor. And so until my next hot take, until my next Legal AF episode, this is Michael Popak reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.